Welcome to the free sermon podcast of the Potter's House Church in Virginia Beach, affiliated with Christian Fellowship Ministries. Our vision is winning souls, making disciples, and planting churches. It's time for Next Gen Friday. We are so excited about the future of our fellowship that we highlight the 40 and under pastors of CFM. We hope you are inspired by the deep bench of pastors and leaders coming up around the world. Make sure to subscribe from wherever you're listening to continue hearing life-changing messages. If you like what you hear, please support World Evangelism by subscribing to the premium version of this podcast for even more sermons. Links are in the show notes. Enjoy today's sermon. Bible's 1 Peter chapter 3, amen, 1 Peter chapter 3, thank you Pastor Sispansky, Sister Vanita, for the opportunity, amen, to preach, uh, thank you, amen, I got, I, think, I don't know who told me that I was on the list, I, think I got the email late, I just didn't check the email, amen, but uh, I got text, hey, you're preaching, for I, I'm hearing feedback, is that just me? All right, I'll switch over to this, I'll switch over to this. Check one, two. Amen. So I appreciate that. Amen. And all the ones that let me know, don't mess up. Amen. Hallelujah. So no pressure. First Peter chapter three to go there in the word of God. I, I preached, amen, this sermon uh, two weeks ago at the Carbondale conference. I was actually going to preach something else, but uh, the mouth of two or more witnesses. Amen. I preached this one and uh, afterwards. Amen. It was, it was good feedback, and so I wanted to preach this here. I preached this only another time in a Norfolk Harvesters and uh, changed some things, modified some things, but I believe I have the mind of God, amen. I believe God wants to help all of us, amen, and uh, I believe God, just by preaching his word, God's going to do something. Can you say amen? amen. I want to say thank you to all those that uh, have labored in Chicago, amen. We've been there now for 13 years. And uh, it, does, it, does, it doesn't feel like it. Amen. We're just, we're just pouring the concrete down and putting some rebars up. Amen. We have much, much land to take. And so I just want to put in that plug for Chicago. Come, come north, Midwest. Amen. And uh, you'll have a good time. We promise you won't freeze to death. You would get baptized in the winter, though. I guarantee that. Amen. First Peter chapter 3. Amen. We'll start in verse 1. August 28, 1945, uh, Jackie Robinson went to go meet Branch Ricky in Brooklyn, New York, and this was the first time you know the story. This was the first time uh, that a major league team was going to bring a black man into the majors, and this was going to send a ripple effect all over the place. And uh, did some digging, some more on that meeting. And in that meeting, it was just Branch Rickey, the owner of the Brooklyn Dodgers, Jackie Robinson sitting across from him, and he had one of the managers on the inside of that meeting. And the first question that Branch Rickey asked Jackie Robinson was, Jackie, do you have a girl? And Jackie responded, I think so. What do you mean you think so? The young Jackie Robinson said that he had a fiance. They discussed marriage, but he didn't know how long she'd wait for him. Branch Ricky asked him, do you love her? He says, I love her very much. Then Branch Ricky looked at him intensely and said, 
is she a fine woman or a good woman? And he said, yes, sir. They don't get any finer. And Branch Rickey said, when we get through with this meeting today, you might want to call her up. Marry this woman, Jackie, because there are times that are coming when a man is going to need a woman by his side. And we know the rest is history and what happened. In our text, amen, Peter, the apostle, is speaking about putting some Old Testament truths in the New Testament church. And he mentions something in the middle of his first letter. He mentions the, the idea or the ministry that a wife is supposed to have. How I many know oh, we send out couples? Amen. In the beginning of our fellowship, we send out single men before. If you read the, the record books, uh, that didn't work out too well. We send out couples, a man and his wife, to go and take a city and win souls for Jesus Christ. That is who we are. Amen. But I believe sometimes we can get distracted. We can forget our roles in life. Some of you, listen, I feel that. I said 1 Peter chapter 3, verse 1. Some of you ladies like, <laughs> I love preaching amen to women. Hallelujah. So. God's going to help us. Amen. I want to preach a simple message. Hey, so Peter, Peter was, uh, his wife was doing something right because Peter prayed for his mother-in-law. She wasn't in the basement. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to preach a fine woman by your side. First Peter chapter three, verse one. I, I mix translations here. Amen. But I like the way the translations put it. Verse one, wives, likewise, be submissive to your husbands. One Amen. That even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. They will be captivated by your life of holy beauty accompanied by fear. And what matters is not your outer appearance, the styling of your hair, the jewelry you wear, the cut of your clothes. But you should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. Verse 5, the holy women of old were beautiful before God in that way. And they were good, loyal wives to their husbands. Sarah, for instance, taking care of Abraham, would address him as my dear husband or my Lord or my master. Come on, somebody. You'll be true daughters of Sarah if you do the same. Unanxious and unintimidated. In verse 7, the same goes for you husbands. Be good husbands to your wives. Honor them, delight in them. As women, they lack some of your advantages, but in the new life of God's grace, your equals. Treat your wives then as you should, so your prayers do not run aground and will not be hindered. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your word. We pray you bring clarity right now in this message, Lord. I pray soften hearts, and I pray, God, have this be a conference not only to send workers out, but a conference of repentance and a revival that happens inside of us, God. And I pray, God, bring clarity in cities and nations on people's hearts. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people said, amen. amen. A fine woman by your side. I want to first look at number one, uh, the wife's or her ministry. The primary ministry of a wife, amen, or a pastor's wife or the disciples or a laborer's wife is the ministry of encouragement. All the men here will agree. We need some encouragement. Can you say amen? Yeah. Especially now where they're talking so much about this toxic 
masculinity. I thank God for masculinity. As a matter of fact, what, what, what lured me more to our church when I walked into the church August 1st, 2004, on a Sunday morning, was that there were real men uh, lifting their voices, singing, speaking out in tongues, uh, worshiping Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We need men. Praise God. You know, but the wife has many callings. She's the mother. Some people call her the mother of the church. She's the church secretary. Maybe she's in song service. No doubt she's in nursery with the little angels. Amen. But listen to me, sister. You have no greater ministry than that of an encourager to the man of God that you married. And there is a vast amount of salt in the ministry. Women are usually emotionally connected to the church. Sometimes they can feel. One translation says that they are more sensitive or they're more king, uh, keen uh, to certain things. We're different. Hallelujah. Sometimes things can pass the man by. But there's some things that women will pick up. Uh, I remember uh, one time this uh, lady came into church and always needy, always wanted to counsel. You know, my wife, you know, had some discernment. I'm just trying to help people. I'm trying to love. My wife just said, you know what? Be careful with that one. Just that's all she said. Amen. She wasn't saying she was a demon or a Jezebel. She just said, just be careful. You know, women are more sensitive to things. Hello? But the vast amount of assaults in the ministry come. And brother, listen, it affects her too. And we understand that the kingdom of God goes through tremendous assaults. That there are actually weapons that are forged and hand-picked for the people of God. Listen, I, I, de I declare that this morning that, remember, Satan went after Eve first. There's a sensitivity there and there's an assault that is a fashion and forged specifically for your wife. And hell's lie this morning is that your husband will put you second to the ministry. Hello? Maybe you're a pastor's wife here. And the devil has lied to you. You know what? All he really cares about is souls being added to the kingdom. All he cares about is, is, is a, a sermon workshops. All he cares about is finding time for this conference. And what about me? I know there's no ladies like that. That's, that's not a problem on the East Coast. It's just in the Midwest. But that's hell's lie that he puts you second. Or how about this? You're not doing enough. Or the church will probably be growing more if you can do more. Maybe you're not the right couple for the city that you're in. Or you're going to lose your kids. You're going to lose your family. How about this? Maybe the devil is lying to you that your pastor is too busy for you. See, our fellowship is very unique. We send out our best. We send out our best couples. And we believe God for them. We pray for them that, you know what? We're going to plant them into a city. And they're going to take that city for Jesus. And they're going to work out some things on their own. With God's help, they're going to have to work out some things. And sometimes, listen, when it comes to fruitfulness or the lack of fruitfulness, this not only affects the man of God, it also affects the wife. But your calling, sister, is to help your husband. It's to be by his side. Sometimes you might think you're missing out on the things of life. You see those who are 
not in the ministry. You see those who may be Christians or you see family members who are just living the life and you look at that and say, man, I feel like I'm missing. If it wasn't for this, where would I be? Can I tell you something? The devil likes to put a, a, a nice picture up, especially, oh, look at them. Look what they're doing. See, if you weren't here in this city, you could be doing something for yourself. How about how many know that's selfishness? If we don't go out and preach the gospel, who will? If we don't go out to our cities, if we don't believe for the outcast, if we don't believe for the broken, the downtrodden, if we don't go, listen, they're not going to get saved. We know you go through a lot. Brothers, don't forget that. Amen. Because women are a ball of emotions, and you women know it. Hello. I had a dream. <laughs> and I, was, I was being attacked by a fox, and you were playing poker with a unicorn. And I see you doing that. That's what you would do. My wife didn't say that. That's just a joke, okay? My point is, man, they're a ball of emotion. You know what? God made us with emotions. But the, the issue is that we let our emotions get out of control and get emotional. How I many know you're called to harness those emotions? No matter if it's that time of the month. Anyway, let's move on. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> but the reality is that the wife's needs are different than the man's. You know, we have a grandchild now. And man, let me tell you something. It's harder to leave grandkids. The kids, yeah, take them, take them, take them. Here you go. I remember giving off our kids to go to conference, amen, to go to uh, 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 missionary trips. Uh, but grandkids, man, it hurts. Yes, I have a grandkid, amen. I know I don't look it. Come on, somebody. <laughs> but you know what? There are needs, I, and I've seen this. I picked up on this, and thank God, uh, amen. My wife, we've been in, 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 in our city for 13 years. I thank God for the longevity of men and women who have been in their cities for years. Amen. Especially Pastor Avilas and his wife been there, I believe, 18 years in the Bronx. Amen. Hallelujah. And we need some men like that. But I remember I could, I could sense there was something. She, my wife was feeling something. So you know what? I'm going to buy her a, a surprise plane ticket to go see the grandbaby uh, in Norfolk, Virginia. Gave her that ticket and like I was, I was the world to her. Better than any flowers, better than any chocolates, better than anything I can ever do. I gave her a simple ticket to go see a baby. Hallelujah. They're different. Amen. Verse 6, Sarah, for instance, taking care of Abraham, would address him as my dear husband. And you will be true daughters of Sarah if you do the same, unanxious and unintimidated. There's this. I don't know if it's a, a, a trend. It's called trad woman or traditional woman. And man, the ladies on The View, amen, coming down on this. This puts women back decades, amen, still believing in an archa archaic uh, uh, document. This is what they're saying. They're coming down on these women who simply just want to be by their husband's sides. They want to be in the home. There's a joke out there that says, why don't women wear watches? Because there's a clock on the stove. <laughs> it's a joke, ladies. It's early morning. I got to keep it. Amen. But there's this trend. There's this trend. 
somebody over there cracking up too much, amen. There's, there's, a, there's this trend, amen, and they're coming down on these ladies, and I don't know if they're Christians or anything, but this is what they're coming down on. I let him be the leader of the household, and I do not usurp his authority. I trust in my husband's ability to provide for our household. I do not complain about my husband to anyone who will listen. Come on, somebody. I protect my husband's heart by not broadcasting his shortcomings. I teach the children to mirror my example in obedience to their father. Listen, ladies, if your kids are acting up, I understand sometimes the man just needs to man up and do some spanking. But listen, if he's doing that, but something's not there. And then the last one was, I strive to build a peaceful atmosphere so we can all refresh and renew. You know, Titus, a disciple of Paul, as Paul is writing to him, he writes this just to remind him about him and his church. Titus, these older women must train the younger women to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and to be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. There's an interesting book that I found in one of these Christian bookstores. A lot of them, are, 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 they don't print them anymore, outdated maybe. It's, the book is called Help, I'm a Pastor's Wife. And listen to what this author says. Pastors are human, just ask their wives. They have their times of weakness and doubt and discouragement. Their jobs are not easy. On a daily basis, they deal with hostile critics, chronic complainers. Thank God for last night's sermon. Amen. We can go home now. They deal with uncertain leaders and a host of other people and problems. Not to mention the devil himself. No wonder pastors sometimes feel like throwing in the towel, but they don't. They allow God to minister encouragement to them, and they are revived. But how does he do this? Three ways. Through the word of God, the Holy Spirit, and the pastor's wife. Thank God for her ministry. Amen. One of an encouragement. Let's talk secondly about God's provision to the submissive. My daughter, I call her my mini-me, Michaela. We were over here, I believe it was conferences ago, we were eating at this restaurant. And there was this lady, amen, she was backing up. I mean, it's, it's Jacksonville, North Carolina, amen. If you, get, if you back up and hit somebody, something's wrong with the driver, amen, not nobody else, amen. She's backing up and she almost hit somebody. The car behind her just honks. And it got my daughter's attention and I'm eating with some other people there, adults, and, and, and uh, my daughter's eating with their kids, and scares her, and she says, that's why women shouldn't drive. <laughs> the brother I was eating with was like, man, that was sexist. He looks at me, he's like, what are you teaching your daughter? I said, the right things, amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. See, our text sometimes can be offensive not talking about women shouldn't be driving cars, but, but there, there's something about a woman who willingly submits to her husband's authority. And listen, obviously the balance is if there's a husband here and you're a, an authoritative, you know, God won't even hear your prayers, man. 
God won't even hear your prayers, especially if you don't value her opinion. Shh, woman. If I ask for your opinion, I'll ask for it. Or if I needed it, I'll ask for it. No, come on. Sometimes a lot of the good ideas that happen in outreaches come from the creative women. Listen, listen to me, wife. You are often the only example of a godly woman, especially in the day and age we live in. But God's attention is towards the submissive. See, it's not, this part is not popular, but your husband was called, and you're called to submit to that. Amen. There is something in you ladies that quivers at the word submit. If only you knew the knucklehead I was married to. Well, sister, I said this before and I say it again. God would rather use your husband to lead and him fail than you lead and be 100% successful the whole time. Because that is the way God has it. We have this whole feminazi movement spirit now. I mean, man, what it is is just a bunch of uncovered Jezebels. That's it. Uncovered women. That's all it is. And it's getting louder and louder and louder. But how many know God is not pleased with a woman who is not covered? Amen. And listen, it is very unpleasing to God when a woman or a wife would not submit. And today that spirit of Jezebel has taken over toxic masculinity. You know, there was a study of men on TV, and they said that uh, about the, the references to men on TV, eight, they're eight times more likely than women to be portrayed negatively. That when you see any man on, on public television or anything like that, that they are eight times more likely to be portrayed in, in the negative context than in the positive. This was 14 years ago this study was done. How many know that has a neutering effect? That we have... We have young men coming into our churches, and they have no clue how to be men. No clue what's. We have couples coming into the church, and they don't know how this works. They don't know the right role. And if you speak anything about submit, submitting or allowing your husband to lead, whoa, 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 whoa. That's not what Whoopi Goldberg said. That's not what Dr. Phil said. Well, I'm interested in what God says. And this is, this is so foreign today. And maybe it's because of this spirit, beloved, that there's some women in here you feel like you've been dismissed. That your opinion doesn't matter. But our text says otherwise. Verse 2, you will be, they will be captivated by your life of holy beauty accompanied by fear. In other words... When you accept willingly that your husband is called to lead, your best weapon is that of submitting, not subservient, but submitting to that and becoming co-heirs in God's grace. That is supernatural. That a woman can win over somebody over to the other side. That somebody can cross over from darkness into God's marvelous light by simply submitting, not saying a word. Say, you know what, God? I'll win them over by the anointing of my actions. It says that you're equal. You're co-heirs. Verse 7. As women, they lack some of your advantages. But in the new life of God's grace, you're equals. You know, ladies, be honest. Sometimes your best weapon is not your words. Amen. Verse 1. Wives, likewise, be submissive to your husbands. 
that even if some do not obey the word, they without a word may be won by the conduct of their wives. Think about this. Here is Abraham. He has the bonehead idea of lying to Pharaoh, giving his wife away. Just say you're my sister. Just, you're too fine, girl. You're too beautiful. He's going to take you away, and if he finds out we're married, he's going to kill me. Sarah's taken away, to, and it doesn't record that she says not one word. But you know who speaks for her? God. In a dream. And, man, that story is so exciting because God tells Pharaoh in a dream, if you touch her, you're done. Your whole kingdom. She belongs to somebody else. That's God for the pastor's wife. I believe it with my whole heart. They go through things. There's sometimes verbal assaults. Sister, God is on your side. Keep your heart right. Can you say amen? Another instance, David comes back from the battle at Ziglag. He comes back with all his men and all the women and children are gone. But you know what happens? The Bible says they get everyone back and more. That the women and the children untouched because God was always with them. It didn't stop the troubles to come, but God took care of the wife and the children. Nothing was lost, the Bible said. Sister, your husband can take the ministry. Amen? He can be everything that God has called him to do, but he needs you to be by his side. He needs you to be submitted to that. He needs you to be submitted for him to be the burden bearer, to shoulder the pressures and the spiritual assaults. Listen, sister, he's going to have to make the difficult decisions without your help at times. Don't get upset. Why didn't you involve me? Well, because you didn't need to know about it. I got this. Can you trust that, sister? Ooh. I have this picture, amen. This picture, it turned all the feminazis on their side. This, this right here, this picture, is it up there yet? The first one? Yeah, that, that one. This was during Hurricane Harvey in Houston. And they took this picture of this man carrying a woman and her child. The New York Times, they wrote this. One picture that proves the lie of toxic masculinity. Later, the New York Times of all things, they said, listen, maybe we ought to think this thing through. Maybe women and men are not alike. Listen to me, sister. That's what your husband can do. Well, maybe not that physically, but <laughs> in, in the spiritual sense, in the spiritual sense, that is what your husband is called to do. That's it. That would be weird to us if it was the other way around. And listen, I want to say this with caution, with love and grace. Ladies, you know, I know there's women's Bible studies, and I know there's different women's Bible studies where, you know, you call the ladies and you read a book or devotional and you call each other. But, you know, you don't necessarily need a women's Bible study. Pastor's wife, you know what I do encourage is that you need to talk to other pastor's wife. Because these women Bible studies at times, they just become vent sessions. That's it. That's all it is. Well, sometimes you just need to talk to another close pastor's wife so where you can let your hair down. Amen. Don't talk bad about your husband. But, I mean, you know, iron sharpens iron is not just for men. It's for the ladies, too. Pioneering couple in this place. Listen, you have all of God's attention. 
You are doing more. We, as a collective, are doing more than the religious Christian world out there. Who in the world sends out their best? We do. Because we still believe that the only hope for this world and our cities is a couple that brings the message of Jesus Christ. Listen to me, daughters of Sarah. You can trust God to meet the needs of your family, even when it seems things are tight. The great danger this morning is for the wife to become a complainer instead of a helper and a partner. Think about our text. Verse 7. In the same way, you husbands give honor to your wives. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Then these words, listen to this. Treat her as you should so your prayers will not be hindered. I don't find it anywhere. I could be wrong. That happens sometimes. Amen. But I don't find it anywhere where... God tells the woman, hey, respect your husband. I'm not even going to listen to your prayers. Here it is. God says, brother, son, you better treat her as the weaker vessel. You better treat her as that one who's fragile. She's delicate. Don't be abusing with your words or your actions. Don't be belittling her. You better take care of my daughter. Or else don't even come to pray with me. Don't even come to the altar. Go make that right first. That's how God sees the pastor's wife. Stay submitted. Can you say amen? Let's close with power and beauty. The pastor's wife can affect the whole spirit of the church. I've seen it. Stepped into churches, be like, man, there's something. Then you step into churches, and you'd be like, whoa, don't say anything to her. <laughs> now, listen, this conference needs to be one of repentance. We're not just here to hear some preaching and say, man, we get there needs to be repentance. Revival comes when there's repentance. Maybe you're here this morning. You feel like God has got it wrong. That you know what? He needs all the help he can get. Wait, wait a minute. God trusts your husband to lead. And you have to say, God, I submit to that. In trusting you, God, it shows by trusting him. Even if he comes up with ideas that are like, Okay, honey. Sometimes we need to fall fat on our face. Amen. But you can affect the whole spirit of the church. Somebody can walk in and say, oh, we know who wears the pants in this place. Hello. Verse three. What matters is not your outer appearance, but your inner disposition. Cultivate inner beauty, the gentle, gracious kind that God delights in. Listen, there's something on the inside that can be felt and affect things around you. And the pastor's wife is a powerful example to the women who are getting saved who don't have a clue how to be a godly woman. Listen to me. Your, your impact is much greater than it ever was in your mother church. But not only is there strength and power that God will give you, there is power that you can actually give. Some of you might know this couple, Albert and Yoli Martinez. They're pastoring in Clearwater, Florida now. But when Albert and Yoli, they were coming back, they were pioneering in the Orlando area. I had the privilege to meet this couple when I went to go preach for Brother Yoli down there. I didn't know about their testimony, but he was telling me this. They were coming from a revival 
and they got into an accident. A drunk driver, and they were crossing the drunk driver. He didn't, he, he drunk as all get out, and he hits him. He hits him on the side. His son, his daughter was sitting in the back. Him and his wife were in the front. His, his son flew out one of those little, you know, those old vehicles that have those flapping little windows in the back. His, the impact was so hard, his son went through that window, instantly died. Albert got out of the car, and he doesn't know what's happened to his wife. He doesn't know what's happened to his daughter. All he sees is his son on the ground. He's dead. He picks him up, and he's crying out to God. He's praying, and he's just there trying to shake his son. The drunk driver comes around, and Brother Albert, he said, when he saw nothing ever happens to the drunk driver. He sees him. He said there is nothing but this anger and this rage. And when he sees the drunk driver, he lays his son back down and he's about to go after him. He's going to hurt this guy. But from the other side of the car comes his wife. And as his wife is coming, she stands in front of him and says, Albert, you can't do this. You can't do this. What about the ministry? What about the church? And he's, he's still going after this guy. But then she says, listen, our son, it was our son's time. God took him. He's with Jesus now. He's not ready to go. And that just brought a calm over him. Listen, sometimes, beloved, wives can say things that will trigger another, a second win or, some, or something in us to stop and think. Say, you know what? You're right. There's a bigger picture here. That is what a wife can do. And today they're pastoring a powerful church in Clearwater, Florida. It's actually a lighthouse church for the western part of Florida. Wife, that is who you are. You can speak words of life, especially when your husband needs it the most. Listen to all you new pastor's wives that are going out this week. Your beauty and your power lie in your loyalty to Christ and your husband and his calling. Verse 5. The holy women of old were beautiful before God that way. And they were good, loyal wives to their husband. It never fails. There's going to be a woman that walks in the church. Especially today. And they're going to ask, do you preach, sister? They say, I'll preach for you to sit down and be quiet. <laughs> you tell them, no, Sarah didn't preach. She sat in the back while Abraham was leading. And she laughed. Thank God for our wives who are only ones that laugh at our jokes. I, I don't ask my wife how my sermon was. Amen. Don't do it, brother. Don't, have, don't ask your wife, how was the sermon, babe? You really want to know? It's always my girl's dad. That was a good one. I look at my wife. She's like. How I many know you have to be able to laugh in the ministry? Last night's sermon, and I'm telling you, there's people. It, it, guess what, beloved? With people come problems. You want clean stalls? Don't have any revival. But with people comes fecal matter. Poo-poo. Caca. But you know what? It's worth it. Can you say amen? Sometimes me and my wife, we just laugh. It's like, people are people. <laughs> they said that? God bless them. Three practical areas, and we'll close here. Sister, number one, you need a prayer life. You need a devoted prayer life in the morning, whatever you have time, not no popcorn prayers. I'm talking about really diving, even maybe 
fasting once or twice a week. Think about this. Your husband, he has the goal of being fruitful, bringing people to Jesus, getting people saved. You know, you can help with that. Hannah prayed for children. She got desperate. Sister, you need a prayer life. Secondly, as I said, you're an encouragement. Let your husband know sometimes, babe, I'm on your side. I'm with you. You know, it's very interesting, a New Testament couple. It always mentions this New Testament couple, Priscilla and Aquila. But why in the world does it put, always put the woman's name first? It's usually the other way around. Why is that? Priscilla and Aquila, I believe, is because she was prominent in the New Testament church. But she wasn't taking credit. He said, no, my husband's here. And you know what? They even helped Apollos and ministered to him. Being encouragement. And the third thing is know your strengths and your place in God's will. Your place, beloved, is to build up and you can cause a man to be better. Thank God. All the men here, we can say, you know what? I want to get better. Guess what, sister? You can build up in that. You can help in that. Because, sisters, it's easy for us or for you to hold on to offenses. Amen? Guys, we get offended, we brush it off. <laughs> Whatever. Sisters. I mean, you got like thousands of lists in here. So I remember exactly what they said. You can't hold on to those. Can you say amen? You got to let them go. Think about Abigail. Here it is. David is about to just annihilate her husband's property. All the men. David's going to go in swinging sword and everything. He's going to... Abigail could have been like, you know what? Go ahead. He's, I'll tell you where he sleeps. He, I'll, go, go ahead, David. Go ahead. No, she stops him and says, don't do this. This is going to be a stain on you if you do this. God has better things for you, David. You're going to be king. That is what a woman can do. Verse 4. Clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within. The unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is so precious to God. This is conference week. Tuesday, the first morning service. I wonder if there will be wives here, if there will be cities or nations on Thursday. If you can look to your husband and say, I'll go. Don't worry about me. Come on, somebody. Because there are some husbands here. They might be, oh, just I'm, I'm ready, but wife. He's not going to be perfect. But what if you say, you know what, babe? I'll follow you wherever you go. When we went to Chicago, man, my wife was crying. She didn't want to leave Miami. I was thinking of the gangs. That's why she was crying. No, she was thinking of the cold, bitter snow. She's a little weird. Amen. I love the snow. Amen. I do snow angels. Hallelujah. But you know what she said? Babe, when have we ever said no to pastor? This is the will of God. I'll go with you. We've been there for 13 years, send out two churches this last Sunday. We broke records in attendance, amen. Listen, I'm telling you, ladies, what if it's all that your husband needs? says, I'll go with you. I'll follow you. Branch Ricky, he only allowed one wife to the boot camp. I'm sorry, not the boot camp, the, the baseball camp in 1946, and that was Rachel Robinson. All the other players, you could put her picture up there. 
Actually, Jackie Robinson took Branch Rickey's advice, and he married Rachel, uh, and she became Rachel Robinson. Branch Rickey said she is the only one that is allowed to boot camp because Jackie is going to need all the help he can get. Do the other picture. April 15th of every year, all the Major League Baseball, they wear one number, 42. That was Jackie Robinson's number. And as you can see, oh, that's beautiful, Wrigley Field. Praise God. Because not just of Jackie Robinson, but because of his wife, a fine woman by his side. Broke the color barrier, changed history. Let me show you another couple that changed history. Can you imagine? If you, if you read the records, hallelujah, praise God, amen. Praise God for our founder, amen, and his wife. But you ever think about the insane things that Pastor Mitchell had to go through? His wife was involved in that. Let me show you another picture of a leader. Thank God for our leaders. Thank God for my wife. And you know what? I had to put my pastor up there. Hallelujah as well. Amen. Because Sister Carmen was pivotal, pivotal, believe it or not. And me and my wife's and me and my wife's ministry, what we were going through in Miami, the loss of our son, my wife was helped by Miss Carmen. And let me tell you something. I thank God, for not only the men of God that we have and the leaders, but I thank God for their wives. Amen. I want, thank you very much. Amen. Thanks again for listening to the free version of the VBPH Sermon Podcast, where we post sermons on Mondays, Wednesdays, Fridays, and Sundays. We also have a premium version of this podcast, which posts sermons and interviews every single day of the week. So why would you want to subscribe? I'm glad you asked. I have five reasons for you. Number one, on the premium version, we post full versions of Testimony Tuesday, Pastor Campbell Thursday, and Study Day Saturday. If you'd like to hear those episodes, then subscribe now. Reason number two, uninterrupted listening. We remove all ads and all extraneous content from our premium feed. Reason number three, premium episodes always release six hours earlier than the free version. If you're an early bird, it's a great reason to subscribe. Number four, our subscribers will gain access to our sermon chat group on WhatsApp where we interact directly with listeners around the globe. If you'd like to chat with other premium subscribers, subscribe today. And finally, every dollar we raise goes to world evangelism. This is the best reason to subscribe because you are helping us launch churches all around the world. We don't put one dime in our pockets. Everything that we raise from this podcast will go directly to Thursday night of Chandler Conference. So please subscribe today by using the links in the show notes below. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to the sermon podcast of the Virginia Beach Potter's House Church. Were you blessed by today's message? Let us know. Please leave us a rating on Apple Podcast or on Podchaser. We'll be back next time with another life-changing word from heaven. God bless. God bless.